BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The CFL is unfairly maligned for lack of loyalty and player turnover. We saw it with the NFL last year in the quarterback carousel. Now the NHL, when you sit back and watch the games, no matter the league, you get over it pretty quickly, don't you? You do, but you still don't have that identity with the players. Like Players that bounce around from team to team to team to team to team don't have an identity and don't build that real core fan base. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada. Happy Football Friday here on the RP Show. It's brought to you by Flame Tech Industries, your leader in combustion services. Welcome to Great Eagle Resort and Casino. How about this? You're seeing a two-shot, as they say in the business. We're live at the Great Eagle Stage Bar, and we've got our good friend from the RP Show Corporation Leadership Team, longtime sports executive and champion Lee Genier joining us down here at the Stage Bar. How are you doing, Lee? Fantastic, as always. Now, of course you are. You're ready to talk football. Ball for Absolutely. all. The folks are wondering where the affable and talented co-host is, Darren Moose DuPont. And uh, well, everybody knows that he's been at Lake Country all week, and uh, they've had a planned power outage today. What a time to do it, Lee. Hey, yeah. You know, yeah. Maybe Ogopogo got him on the lake. <laughs> Maybe, I think the power... Have we checked on that? I think I think that's happened. He yeah, was out exactly. on his paddleboard, so, and yeah. So uh, we just said, Moose, listen, just take the day off, yeah. and don't worry about trying to get your phone working from the boat and all the rest. But listen, we've got live viewers down here, Stampeders fans, and Dougal Cameron, who's a regular viewer to the show, walked in here and he said, "I'm here because it's Football Friday, right? Appointment viewing. That's the whole idea." Yeah. So Lee's going to be with us in hour one. Uh, a little later on in our one, Justin Dunk, live from Touchdown Atlantic in Wolfville, Nova Scotia. And in hour two, Rough Riders Hall of Famer, two-time Grey Cup champion with the Riders and Argos, Jeff Fairholm is going to be with us right here at the stage bar. So you picked a great day to come out and join the RP show oh, live. So can we hit the... Yes, sir. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? <laughs> Director Jordan, please, and thank you. Uh, yeah, buddy. I'll get to the viewer comments in a moment. Uh, but this is our time. This is the warm-up, obviously, on this Flame Tech Football Friday. So we're going to tell you right now, it's like Eddie, Mur- <laughs> Eddie Murphy's Delirious. Did you ever see that stand-up? Of course yeah, you did, right? Of course. He goes, any of you old people who get offended easily, get out now. <laughs> if you don't want to hear about CFL football for the next two hours, get out now. Because that's what we're doing on this Flame Tech Football Friday on a very big weekend. So we're going to open here with point one. The Edmonton Elks roared back 
from a 13-point deficit to beat the Alouettes 32-31 in Montreal to open week six in the CFL Thursday night. The Elks took advantage of some major Alouettes penalties, and Taylor Cornelius, in his first start this season, found Kenny Lawler with a 10-yard touchdown pass to clinch the win. The Elks improved to 2-4, and four. the struggling Alouettes fall to 1-4, and four, and the last-place team in the CFL West has more points than the first-place team in the CFL East. And I've got to be honest with you, um, you know my affection for Chris Jones. You Absolutely. worked with him for a time, oh, too, yeah, right? for a long time. So Absolutely. I don't know if you're an Elks fan or not. And I, it, It's hard because you're sitting there watching I, your buddies, right? You know what that's like with all yes. these different teams. But it's kind of pulling for the Elks you know, and, Thursday night. Yeah, and, and Kahari Jones was a great friend, too. So, you know, you kind of look at what last night meant and... Um, and I know you had a good post on it, but you know what? One, I love, what? I love a great football comeback anyway. So I think great for uh, Chris and, and the Elks because they really need it. They're struggling. And so for them to come back and win by one point, beautiful yeah. night. Well, I think it was a 19-point comeback. comeback. And, and by the way, for the Stampeders fans, when they came back in Hamilton, it was 24 points, and I said... I just, off the top of my head, said, the biggest comeback in CFL history. I think it was the eighth biggest in CFL history. And of all the games in the CFL, that's not insignificant. No, I think it was the fourth biggest comeback in Stan Peters' history. I, don't, I haven't seen the game notes yet on 19 points, but if you're Edmonton, and Lee, by the way, works uh, in the CFL for 20 seasons. He also worked for the Flames in the NHL, NLL, CE. Who haven't you worked for? Can't keep a job or what? Something like that. <laughs> How about that? No, but what, does that, what does that do to a locker room to come back on the road like that in an emotional oh. game? Well, it's huge. I mean, you know, when you look how, you know, you're down, you know, whatever, they were down 24 to 6, um, you know, and it looked pretty bleak. And, you know, for a team win to come back, and I've always talked about halftime adjustments and how cru- crucial they are to a team, right? So you go in the locker room and you come back, and sure, the Alouettes were very undisciplined in the second half, but you see what that did, you know, and a huge win, and it'll be um, a huge boost for the Elks as well, right? And, and their fans, like, that is that is what you want. And I'm always about winning on the last well, play of the game. So Sorry to say, but it's not like us out here in Western Canada don't have Eastern Canada crammed down our throats 24-7, 365. And I'm not anti-East. I'm not, but I'm pro-West, yeah, I don't have any uh, arguments saying that. I don't have any issues saying that. So I'm, I'm happy when the Western teams win. I am, and I want to see the Edmonton Elks come back. And I think it was a wonderful night for CFL football. Um, by the way, tell your friends, say, hey, start sending texts around, social media DMs. Rod and Lee are talking CFL today. Tune it in on YouTube Live and Game Plus Television all across the country. All around the world, as a matter of fact. Now, I'm going to move on from the Edmonton game. But it was a great game. you got to say, that was awesome for the CFL. Absolutely. Right? Because I said, the game tonight was voted the marquee game by our viewers, Calgary at Winnipeg, which I'm getting to. And then there's Touchdown Atlantic Saturday. And Paul Lapolis comes out and takes a shot at the Rough Riders. Mm-hmm. Yesterday. So, the game last night was like the lowest on the marquee. But it probably, yeah. It Going be, into the week. Yeah, and they, their ratings would have popped in the yeah, second half. I would hope. So. I watched the first half. I, I honestly thought it was over. Yep. And I was like, there was, hey, when Danny Machocho was pumping his fist on the sidelines, did it not give you shades of the 05 Grey Cup in overtime yep. when he thought he'd scored and didn't? And yep. BC Place. Yes, we were there. 
And he's back. He's back. This smiling little Italian. Uh, number two, the only non-football point today. Well, I might, I might throw in a Flames comment in a moment, but point two. John Schneider's second game as the Blue Jays skipper wasn't pretty. A 3-1 loss to last place Kansas City Thursday night at Rogers Center, who had only half their lineup. Bobby Witt Jr. and Nate Eaton homered as the Royals used a patchwork crew to win the opener of a four-game series at Rogers Center. With 10 roster players not allowed to travel to Canada because of their COVID-19 vaccination status, Kansas City called up eight players from their minor league affiliates and still beat the Blue Jays. How about that? And I mentioned the Flames. I just got to say this. I don't know if you were watching earlier in the week, but I told you that the guys here at Gray Eagle, the staff, said, you should get the Flames on, like the actual Flames. And I said, how and why would I do that? And they said, they're staying at the hotel. Their development camp is out at the Seven Chiefs Arena. So I went there yesterday. Less than 24 hours after Johnny Gaudreau bolted town for Columbus. Two things. I was telling the Stamps fans, it was like a, a bomb went off and a funeral. Yeah, I would agree. That's what it was. Yeah. That was the mood at the Flames development camp. Stunned. Yeah, yeah. And, and nobody can figure it out, right? And I think there's mathematicians still trying to figure out the this odds? move. This move. Why, why you would take less money? Yeah. Yeah. So that's my take. That's, that's my take. This city is still in mourning, and the sooner that they pick up the pieces and move forward, um, the better for everybody. There's your free advice from a certified recovery coach. No charge. Point three, hashtag FNF, Friday Night Football. The Calgary Stampeders are at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I believe I looked. I got to go back and check in my notes here what the money line is on this one, what the betting so, line is. Do you know what it is? 3.5. Bombers are favored for sure. And 3.5? Uh, 3.5. Good memory, Lee. You know your numbers. You know your money. Who's your money on tonight? You know, I think it's going to be a close one. Um, I'm going to say the Bombers take tonight. Ooh. No smiles from the folks here at the stage bar. No. I'm just, I am going to call it the way it is. Again, 20 years in the CFL. The guy knows sports. The guy knows championships. But tell me why, because there's a lot of reasons why you would have come to that conclusion. Um, you know, I think the bomber, bomber secondary is incredibly strong. Um, and I think Bo is going to have a bit of a uh, challenge with the secondary in Winnipeg. So. Wow. It's interesting you say that. <laughs> to quote Tom Shepard and Martin Luther King, I had a dream last night, but it had to do with Touchdown Atlantic. Um, but I think in that same dream, now that I think about it, it was Bo Levi was missing receivers all over the field and throwing interceptions. I, it might have been a premonition. It just came to me. So I think Winnipeg's going to win too. So you say they're going to cover the 3.5 spread. I, I think they will. I didn't have a time. I was going to come up here. It was a bit of a scramble with Darren not having power and getting this all set up. And I wanted to read the, the Canadian press articles and the game notes on the Calgary-Winnipeg game. And I just didn't quite get to that. But, you know, this Calgary team, you, uh, I did read the game notes going into the week. You, you heard, I assume, this is the latest in the, well, second all-time in CFL history, the latest in the season two unbeaten teams have met. I think the only other time was 1961, and it was Winnipeg and Hamilton. So do we find out, what do we find out by tonight's result, no matter who wins? Like that Calgary is 
comes back to Earth or... You know. uh, well, you know what? It's still early. You know what? Is is everybody knows? I'm going to say the the season doesn't really start till Labor Day, so you're really going to find out. Yes, some character I think tonight. So whoever wins tonight probably be a big character win, and you're going to see some flaws on both sides. Uh, but you got you know you got two great coaches in O'Shea and Dickinson going up against each other. You got two great quarterbacks and going up against each other. So you know what? It's uh, to me, it's going to be a heck of a game. It's a marquee. CFL game. Yes. Right? And by the way, uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, whom I thought might have been coming down here to the uh, Grey Eagle stage bar, but didn't. But we'll be here for a few more weeks. He still has time. He writes in and says, Bomber fans, tell your head coach to dress like a professional and stop wearing T-shirts and shorts like a 12-year-old. Yeah, that's Mike O'Shea, though. <laughs> he's not, he's gonna do I don't care later. what you wear. Listen, you keep winning Grey Cups, you can wear a 2-2 and underwear on your head. Right? Yeah. You know, the un- well, but the unfortunate thing for like a guy like Devon Claybrooks, who you know really well, and you're really close to. You know, he had his, sa- his hat cocked sideways, and from what people in the league have told me, because I've never met Devon, you guys call him Clay, don't you? I would call him a lot of things. A lot of things, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they say he's a smart guy that wants to portray that he's dumb, but with the hat crooked and stuff. Had he won, he probably could have got away with that in BC. Well, Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I mean, you know, we had to talk about it. We did talked you? about this, you know, and that, that's his style, right? And, you know, did, uh, you know, did he have some issues with some owners and some, and, and some presidents probably? Because, you know, everybody wants a prototypical head coach. But, you know, he brought a lot of bizarre to the league and everybody's a little worried about it. Because he wears hat and crooked. But if he'd won, I don't think... Winning solves all. Yeah. Like O'Shea, as long as Bill Belichick trots himself out every Sunday and looks like a homeless person, how can we argue about anybody? Like his ripped sleeveless hoodies. My God, he looks terrible. We're supposed to be in a time of inclusiveness and be you. And as long as you're functioning and, dare I say, in football winning, wear whatever the hell you want. That's what I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as long as you're representing the team, does it well, let him wear what he wants. Again, representing the team. Would you say Bill Belichick has represented the New England Patriots well? Well, again, I don't think he gives a crap. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's that too. But, uh, hey, maybe that's a good poll question because we were kicking it around before the show and we couldn't really come up with a poll question, so I'm going to put it to you people. Hi, fellas. She writes in and says, good morning, everyone. Happy Friday to all of you. Going to the Bombers game tonight. Go Bombers. Yeah, buddy. Maybe that's a good poll question, but how would we phrase it? Do you care how your head coach dresses on the sidelines? That's a good one. Can you tweet that, Clark? Because I don't want to be rude on my phone in front of everybody. Do you care how your head coach dresses on the football sidelines? Put me down for an emphatic no, obviously. You can't, you two? That's two? We got two? No, we don't care. Where are you? I don't care. You got three? We got three. Can I hear four? We got four. Four. (laughs) Four, five. See, we're talking about live crew down here at the Grey Eagle. It's all because of you. They came to see you. Clearly. Have you decided what you're voting yet? Yes or no? On, on the on, on the, the poll question, Lee, do you yeah. care 
how I, your coach dresses. I, I don't care. So that's five. Yeah. Well, that's an open and shutter. It's not a fashion show. It's, it's how you win. <laughs> it's not a fashion show. So, Jeff, the Stamps fan, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Um, Jack Fulton in Alberta says, Rod, I'm pulling for the Stamps tonight, of course. But they're going to have to play their best game of the year to accomplish a victory against the best in the CFL since 2019. And it's like, talk about spell check. For 30 years, Winnipeg was not connected with being the best in the CFL. And that's why I'm so happy for them. Uh, as a franchise, as a city, as a fan base, as a people. Because they've been through the worst of the worst. And it makes you appreciate the best of the best but, more. Absolutely. And they've, there's been a shift. And good for them. Uh, here we go. Clark just threw it up on YouTube. You can vote right now for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center with dealerships all across the Canadian prairies. Do you care how your head coach dresses? Uh, Jeff the Stamps fan says, Tom Landry would disagree with all of you. Oh, I know. I know. Have you been to Cowboys Stadium? Now called AT&T Stadium. I have. It's where I met Jarrah. Uh, Tom Landry. There's a statue of him out front with the fedora and overcoat in his arm but times change can we say times change that was a long time that was a very long time ago we still have won five super bowls by the way we being the dallas cowboys america's team we are look at this three points through the quick six show topics on this flame tech football friday we'll get to the next three when we come up and that includes touchdown atlantic saturday riders and argos and randy ambrosi is touting cfl expansion again (sighs) i'm flouting cfl expansion okay i'm floating it ambrosi's touting it take the next four minutes to google what floating is and then we'll talk about Paul Lapolis weighing in on the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, sorry, Paul Lapolis of the Ottawa Red Blacks weighing in on Garrett Marino of the Rough Riders. You saw that. Absolutely. I'm sure you got a take on that. Sure. And uh, the Cavalry won last night. <laughs> Cavalry. Yeah, they're having a great season. They're kicking the crap out Tom- of everybody. Tommy Wielden. Yes, sir. Junior. Junior. We'll be right back. Flame Tech Football Friday continues live from the Gray Eagle after this break. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. One of many, many of the vaunted Stampede Pancake Breakfast going on. They pushed, they say, 1,500 to 2,000 people through that line. And there goes that Calgary Flames bus again. Flames staying here during their uh, development camp. By the way, before we jump back into the CFL talk, here's a sports update for you on this football Friday. With the game tied at 90 and the target score set at 92 with the Elam ending the Saskatchewan Rattlers point guard Tony Carr stepped to the foul line he sank the first and then the second free throws as the Rattlers edged out the Ottawa Blackjacks 92-90 at Sastel Center on Thursday night it snapped the Rattlers four game slide speaking of Sastel the Rod Peterson show is carried daily on Sastel Max through the game plus television network the first place Hamilton Honey Badgers routed the Scarborough Shooting Stars at home Thursday night as well at first Ontario Center 
84-70. Alec Manoa will be on the mound at Toronto's Rogers Center tonight as the Blue Jays look to avenge an ugly loss. They dropped a 3-1 decision to the last place Kansas City Royals team last night who was missing half their lineup because they were unvaccinated. And the global pandemic pushed it to the back burner, but Commissioner Randy Ambrosi says expansion has always been on the CFL's radar. The Argos and Rough Riders meet in Wolfville, Nova Scotia on Saturday in the first touchdown Atlantic game played since 2019. It'll also mark the first ever regular season contest played in Nova Scotia. Ambrosi says the CFL has put together a working study to examine expansion. The Maritimes has long been mentioned as a potential expansion site. This sports update for Edo Japan. With more than 160 restaurants nationwide, Edo Japan is proud to be Canadian-owned and operated for more than 40 years. We have a live studio audience here at Great Eagle Stage Bar because it is a football Friday. And let's jump into it. I mentioned I had a dream, and I literally had a dream. The Rough Riders are going to win Touchdown Atlantic. So if you want to bet on that, go do it. My dreams are very rarely wrong, Lee. Um, but le- here's the thing about Ambrosi saying this. I read the story. Okay, and he said, we commissioned a study and the results came back overwhelmingly positive to add a 10th team for a myriad of reasons. I'm like, what? Wow, you could have asked me. I'd have told you that and it would have saved you a lot of money. And then the mayor and by the way, Justin Dunk coming up next segment, he's got an interview with the mayor of Halifax. He goes, yeah, the stadium's dead. It's dead. Maybe what are we doing here? Hey, because it's always good to talk expansion. I think they need some something good to talk about. Randy Ambrosi, meet Toby Keith. The song, A Little Less Talk and A Lot More Action. You know what I'm saying? I would agree. We've been talking Touchdown Atlantic since Christ was a cowboy. <laughs> yeah. I think he's still a cowboy. But Stampede, of course he's a cowboy. Yeah. I mean, come on, come on. I'm, I'm about realism, and I know people don't like it, but I'm like, at what point, at what point do we just stop? There, there's, I have a few triggers, clearly, when it comes to the CFL, and this is one. I'm like, can we just get real about this? You know, and uh, it, they've jerked around a lot of people. I mean, let's be honest, 20 years in the CFL myself, 20 years, you're right on 22, right? Um, I got guys that have been hired and then unhired to work for the schooners. Consultants. They got marketing guys working for them now. What are they marketing? What? Are, what? Well, you can't, you can't go and play a touchdown Atlantic and not talk about expansion. Well, you knew that was going to come up. Like, that has to come up. Because why are you having the game? You can't go to the Halifax, play a game, and not build some kind of um, expectations that there's going to be a team there. So... You know, to me, it, it would be a moot, pot, a moot point not to talk about it. You are such a politician. You should run for commissioner. Uh, no. <laughs> Somebody should run for commissioner. Listen, I like Randy. I do. And Darren and I never got into this. As, I, I honestly do. I've spent well, probably more one-on-one time with him than I have with you, Lee. And you work for us, with us, for us, whatever you want to say. But... You know, Darren thought it was odd that the commissioner was all by himself in the parking lot at Commonwealth Stadium last week when we went up there. And I didn't. Like, he was on his phone. He's on his phone. And I'm like, hey! I yelled at him, because you people know me. I said, you know your way around this, dumb? 
<laughs> of course, he used to play for the Eskimos, right? He's like, I've been here once or twice. And I'm like, how are things, Randy? And he's like, good. I'm like, no, really, how are things, Randy? No, no, they're good. Really? Because they don't look that good. And you were <laughs> in the CFL in the 90s, as was I. Listen, you, I, I'm glad you're here. And I don't want you to leave because... I'm not going anywhere. Okay, good. Because Larry Smith, the commissioner, whom I interviewed many times, you'd have been around him at the I'm time s- in the 90s. <laughs> hey, Larry, how are things? <sighs> we got a lot of problems. Right? Larry would just say it. Yeah. As was Larry, though. Like, you know, was... Wore his heart in his sleep. There, there, you know, there's been a lot of turmoil in the CFL. And there hasn't been now? Well, no, I mean... There is a lot right now, but there always has been. We all, you know, we always got through it, though. So, and but, they will probably always and, get through it. I, yeah. There's no reason to think that they won't. In our lifetime, do we see the Atlantic Schooners play a game? Anyway, I would love to see it. If That's it not the point. Yes what, or no? Do we? Probably not any time soon. There we go. Politician over here. Oh, I'm just saying that... The way it is. I think we need to stick a microphone in front of this nice lady down here because she's laughing at everything that I say. Put her on the payroll. I mean, would you be investing in building a stadium into the CFL right now with the crowds? Everything? No. Probably not. I know guys that invested in the Atlantic Schooners that I'm pretty darn sure they haven't got any money back either. Now, about the game, the actual game. Lee's right. You're not going to have a touchdown Atlantic without the topic of expansion coming up. I get it. Uh, and I, I guess... From the CFL perspective, hey, Rod, what do you expect the commissioner to say? Probably everything that he said yesterday, yeah. which is what you're saying, right? Absolutely. Um, but he's like, I read all the quotes. He said, well, we want to take our time and get this right. How much time do you need? I was at the 2018 Grey Cup when they announced the team. That's now five seasons ago. Five and I know there was a pandemic in that. Anyways, we're, we're moving on because there are other... The points, the, the point of the game, I had a dream. The Stampede, or the Rough Riders will win. Touchdown Atlantic. Book it. And the point spread, I should... Do you remember that one, big boy? On the, on the Riders? Spread, yeah. um, it was five and a half. Five, There's three. It's three. three. Take, take the points. Absolutely. Riders will win by three or more. Book it. Bet Regal is the exclusive betting partner of the RP Show and Game Plus uh, TV and the CFL. Um, because we got to move on because I know this is going to be hot button. Paul Lapolis comes out yesterday and says if Garrett Marino played on his team in Ottawa, he'd cut him because he's the player that took out Ottawa's quarterback at the knees and probably finished his season. Riders, six days after the incident, Marino apologizes and the team apologizes. Timmy, if you got to wait six days, don't bother. I'll be honest with you. In the Jim Hobson days, they would have apologized probably by midnight Friday night. I'm not joking. But public pressure made them bow. And so Lapoli says, I'd cut him. I saw my good friend Luke Mullender, the color voice of the Riders, saying, Hey, Lapo, worry about your own team. That's 3-15 and 15 under your watch. But that's just a Rider apologist. Trust me, I've been there. <laughs> you have to. Uh, it, Paul's emotional. I, I, I would say it's easy for Paul to say he's not on your team. But maybe he wouldn't employ a guy like that. Well, yeah, you're creating a lot of... You know, there it was. Was it a dirty hit? It was a hit for sure. Let's call it that. Um, and it took out his quarterback. So, yes, he's going to have some very strong feelings. And to say he cut him, yeah, I, I know it has come up and come in and talk. 
he took the 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 suspension. Um, yes, the riders were take, you know took a very long time to come out with apology. He's come out with his own statement. They've made a donation to um, to the to the um, Red Blacks Fund for the diversity for the things he says. I don't condone it at all. Yes, he was, you know, I might have cut him, um, but you know what is, you know what they're moving on from it. They've said they've moved on, and I think uh, it's happened. And get on with it, right? I think there's much bigger challenges to. Well, by the way, did you did you say you'd have cut him if he was on your team? Um, I would have had a, probably a, a very stern talking to. I mean, you know, I don't know entirely what was said um, in the exchange. Obviously, there was the hit, and there was uh, some words exchanged as well. So, um, I mean, I've worked with so many players in so many sports over different years, and in the heat of battle. Um, Guys get fired up. I've seen the worst of the worst. You've worked with some bad dudes, too. Absolutely. Uh, as have I. Like you said to me before we went to air, you said, is Marino the first guy to take out a quarterback's knees? No, that's... No. no. And, you know, and back in but the But it's day, about the race now, I think. Uh, it's not about the hit. It is about the race, yeah. Absolutely. And that's completely unacceptable. So... Um, again, you know, he has to make amends for it. He has to live with that. The team has to, li- you know, live with it. The brand of the riders has to live with it. And, um, you know, and again, in today's world, that will probably take a hit and, and uh, moving forward from there. Carlos in Indianapolis says, can the Rough Riders afford to cut Marino? They're not going to, so there's no point even talking about it. Uh, Nick Vela, I don't know why he's throwing this. Then he says, Connor Bedard is completely overrated. He will not go first overall in 2023. It's a little early to be drinking, isn't it? A little early to be drinking, Nick, on this Friday. John in Winnipeg says, is Garrett Marino going to be able to walk on a CFL field again? I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Anything could happen, but I mean, um, I, would, I wouldn't think all the things that happened, they made their apology and they would come back and cut him. I, I highly doubt it. No, they won't. They won't cut him. He's a great player. Yeah. And I'll say again, you think they were surprised with what he pulled Friday night at Mosaic? You think they don't know what they have on their team? He's not a rookie. It took him six days to apologize. They're not sorry. They're not sorry. They said they are, but they're not. If it takes you six days... Don't even apologize at all if you're going to lie about it. Um, Eric Thomas in the chat on YouTube. What a game ahead tonight. Stampeders, bombers. Hope it lives up to that hype. The BC one did not. We did talk about the game last uh, segment, Eric. And you're, you're right. It is a great game tonight. And I do hope it lives up to the hype. The one Saturday night, last Saturday night, was up. Did you watch it? Winnipeg, oh, yeah. BC. It was over by the end of the first quarter. This is awful. Again, the um, bombers secondary. They're studs. They? Yeah, the Bombers, everything. They scored on special teams, too, again. Uh, From Jack in Vulcan, Alberta. Guys, the CFL needs to strengthen what they have before the talk of expansion. Seriously. Oh, trust me. Of course. (laughs) It's like the guy's got a leaky roof. There's water coming through his ceiling in the living room. Honey, kids, we're putting in a pool. Yeah, they got a lot of problems to fix. Yeah. You know, right. I, I could go on. But we don't have time now. You can in the viewer takeover. How about that? Absolutely. When we come back, Justin Dunk joins us from Touchdown Atlantic. He's got all the latest.
You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, and of course you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Pancake breakfast time at the Calgary Stampede. What's today? I've lost track. I've literally lost track. Day eight? I think it's day eight. This thing is a marathon. My gosh. But it's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Uh, by the way, game day uh, in the CFL. Tonight it's Calgary at Winnipeg. Last night, 32-31 Edmonton winning at Montreal. Let's bring in Justin Dunk right now from Touchdown Atlantic and JD on this Football Friday. I know you got a ton of, ton of things to bring, but the viewers are asking this. Over or under tonight, Stamps Bombers 46.5. Initially I thought over, but then I thought this might be the best defense in ever for Winnipeg. So I am think I'm going under. How about you? And Calgary's got a stout defense as well. Man, but sometimes when this happens, I feel like you end up seeing a game that goes over. So for funsies, I'll go over. Okay, Dunk says over, and he's smarter than me. Believe me, there's no doubt. Listen, I'm loving your coverage out of Touchdown Atlantic because there's so much of it, but as far as expansion for the Schooners goes, it's not that positive. Uh, give me the vibe, Justin, and what's going on out there in Wolfville, Nova Scotia. It's not really positive at all, Roddy. As much as Randy Ambrosi wants to sing this folk tune, it's fictional. And I had an opportunity to go and sit down with Halifax Mayor Mike Savage for over half an hour in his office that overlooks this beautiful city. And too bad I can't show it to you in this background. It's a little dark in the house right now. But anyways, Savage essentially said in a lot of words, and you can read them all on 3 Down Nation in our exclusive Q&A with the mayor, that there is no political appetite for a CFL-specific stadium in Halifax. So the way that it could potentially even ever happen would have to be a modified venue that the CFL would have to be all right with. But even that is not on the table. Savage met with Commissioner Randy Ambrosi on Wednesday and told him, essentially, we're open to hosting a team, but unless you're going to play in the Micmac Mall, which is located in Dartmouth, it's the biggest shopping mall in Nova Scotia, then there's no place for you guys to play. So all this talk about expansion from the league's perspective is straight-up fictional. And I just wish that, for once, Ambrosi would realize it's better to be honest or say nothing at all. I agree. And then the other thing that really caught my mind, and I think, well, you just tweeted it. I don't know if you just posted it, but Gary Drummond, who's a longtime friend of mine, the main money guy behind the Schooners, has said, we're not participating in any Touchdown Atlantic events. And the, when I read the article, man, and it's, it's for upstanding reasons why they're not, but that's not positive either. It certainly isn't. And Drummond said, and he told Murray McCormick, the reporter from the Regina Leader Post, that he doesn't want to make any statements publicly unless there's something tangible. And that's exactly what I'm getting at with Ambrosi. Drummond is playing it safe here. He knows there's nothing tangible to announce. And the schooners are not even a part of touchdown Atlantic. Like what does that tell you in and of itself? So I appreciate the honesty from Mr. Drummond. That's the, he's a really, really good guy, uh, Gary Drummond. And I wanted this to work for them, but on the, on the eve of touchdown Atlantic, it seems like the schooner deal is dead. 
That's the way that it looks. So do you want to move on to the game itself, or do you have anything else to add? No, that's about it, Roddy. And it's sad to say, right, this should be a celebration. And I still think the city is excited to have touchdown Atlantic here. But I'll add this little nugget. Savage said to me that they didn't invite touchdown Atlantic to be here. So I think that tells you that the CFL is really pushing this agenda and we need the key truth speakers in this instance, Savage and Drummond, to show us where the potential of expansion really is right now. And that's low to probably not happening in Halifax. Unreal. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay, so Riders favored by three. I'm taking it. I am at Bet Regal. I actually had a dream saying that the Riders are going to roll in touchdown Atlantic. What do you think is going to happen, Riders and Argos, on Saturday? <laughs> it's going to be a heated tilt, man. We've got to remember, the Toronto Argonauts are coming off a bye week, and they didn't have to go through as much of a time zone change in Halifax. The game will be in Wolfville, actually, but in Nova Scotia. So the Riders coming all the way across the country got in very late. I believe it was on Wednesday night. We even saw them out and about you know, after midnight local time because they just had to find some food, right? We were trying to do the same thing because there was so much going on and we were on the tarmac for when the teams landed. So that's the only reservation I have about picking the Rough Riders. But you look at these teams, clearly on offense, Saskatchewan has been better, especially on defense. The Rough Riders have been better, but it will be a massive test to go without, obviously, Garrett Marino for the next four games. And Pete Robertson, I think, arguably more importantly than Marino, who's a top sacker in the CFL right now with seven QB takedowns on the season. So I think that's an area where the Argos could potentially exploit. So I think it'll be a tighter game than a lot of people expect. But if I'm putting my money down, I'm betting on the Riders. Okay, thank you. Me too. By the way, I know you're having fun out there at Touchdown Atlantic, but you should see the scene here at Gray Eagle. Man, you got to check. It's filling up here at the uh, stage bar. It's a big weekend. Stam's playing tonight at Winnipeg and uh, Calgary Stampede. It's going to be big fun all weekend. Listen, um, the CFL came out with their list of discipline the other day for the week five games, and uh, the, gar- the tackle for the Red Blacks has been fined for the hit on uh, Pete Robertson that broke his foot. I'm obviously leading into the Marino thing, but did you think that that was an appropriate punishment for breaking Robertson's foot? Well, I can't necessarily judge it on what happened to Robertson, right? I think it's more about what happened on the play with Dino Boyd. And some offensive linemen would tell you that Boyd was just finishing his block. So I felt like all along it was only going to be as fine as much as, you know, Ryder Nation wanted to see him get suspended. So to the Marino thing, you're seeing it as much as I do. We're tagged in the tweets, people saying, move on. Let's stop talking about Marino, blah, blah, blah. Well, no, we'll do what we do. You do what you do, for one. And for two, people say, if it wasn't a rough rider, it wouldn't be this much of attention drawn to it. I don't really believe that either. Longest suspension in CFL history. Has too much been made of it in your mind? No. Definitely not. And we're not even just talking about the hit, right? We're talking about the heritage comments and then also what happened between him and Boyd. So this is a situation that needed to be addressed swiftly. And Marino failed in that way in terms of the apology and saying that he's not going to address it again. I'm sorry, but you know, those reporters in Saskatchewan, Roddy, they're going to question him whenever he comes back out in front of the media. And you need to face the music if you're Marino to show that you're at least somewhat remorseful instead of the last picture of you being running off the field and blowing kisses to the fans after you put Jeremiah Masoli on the shelf for potentially the entire season. So in my mind, it has not been talked about too much. And I would pose this question 
to the members of Ryder Nation. What if Cody Fajardo was on the receiving end of a hit like this? How nuts would they be going in Saskatchewan calling for the guy to be suspended for the season or be cut from whatever team he was on that delivered that blow to their quarterback? You know the answer to that. And some of the comments from the people that I've seen on Twitter, Ryder fans, I said to Lee this morning, these people would defend Charles Manson if he was in green and white. I'm not joking. That's a fact. So it's like, wake up, wake up. Um, from our viewer, the other game, Ottawa-Hamilton Saturday, Danny writes in on YouTube and says, do you have the Ticats at minus six? Uh, minus eight, actually. I do. Is there any way the Ticats don't roll on this one at Tim Hortons Field Saturday? I just can't lay any amount of points, especially over a touchdown with the Tiger Cats team, especially Dane Evans, that has shown he can't take care of the football. Until he stops throwing interceptions and fumbling the ball away, then I'm taking the points, man. I did it with the Elks, did it with the Stampeders, and I know there was some kind of crazy situation or circumstances or a bunch of them that added up to them losing those games. But I don't care. Like Caleb Evans knows the red black scheme. He should have that team competitive and Ottawa has played competitive football. Jeremiah Masoli is certainly a blow and doesn't make the offense as good with him on the sideline, but give me those points. God, I'm with you. I'm with you. Wonderful work out there. I'm really enjoying the coverage at three down. Justin, enjoy the game on Saturday. Thanks for the time. Appreciate you, man. Enjoy the stampede. Absolutely. Lee Genier comes in next for Taco Time viewer takeover on this Flame Tech Football Friday. Hall of Famer Jeff Fairholm in hour two. It's ball for all today. Live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino Stage Bar on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live. And of course, we're always streaming sports radio 24-7. Streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Kid-sized horses here at the Calgary Stampede and specifically Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. The RP Show continues on this Football Friday. We're live at the Stage Bar, and Lee Genier rejoins us from the RP Show Corp Leadership Group and uh, Championship Sports Executive. By the way, as we move into viewer takeover here, we are awarding two tickets, two pairs of tickets to the World Juniors. It is the summer of hockey. World Juniors coming to Edmonton August 9th to the 20th. Tickets on sale now for as low as $40 starting. You can purchase yours at HockeyCanada.ca. The winners will be informed. Bruno Kempen writes in. He's written all caps, World Juniors, to our 902 line. He says, hi, great show. He's from Hinton, Alberta. Lee, I'm going to tell you sometime about the time I ran out of gas in Hinton, Alberta. It's quite a story. I bet. Let's hear it. Weren't you just up there in the area? It's on the no. highway to Jasper, isn't it? Um, it's on the other side of Jasper. Never mind. Yeah, I'll teach you. I'll teach ways. you, Alberta. It's a long ways away. Yeah, I was with a hockey coach by the name of Rod Dolman, former New York Islanders fighter, and he bought a Jeep in Prince George, and he was driving it to Prince Albert. He wanted to see. It was the 90s. We were trying to figure out gas mileage, how far you could go on a tank of gas. And you ran out of gas. <laughs> in Hinton, Alberta, we had to push the thing. Anyways, <clears throat> way to go, Dolly. Way to think that one out. Anyways. Nobody said he was smart. <laughs> or me. An NHL fighter. Remember me saying that? Lynn Strandberg 
is watching in Arizona. He says, how about those Wolfville Riders? That's awesome for the Maritimes. I'm happy for former Mustangs head coach Kevin Dickey and his bride Cindy as they get to sport the Rider Green. 10,000 people will be at that stadium in Wolfville, Nova Scotia. I'm going to say over half will be Rider fans. Deal or no deal? I'm going to say deal. Yeah, I think so. Well, Wilf, these guys aren't getting it, and I appreciate it, but Wilf in the Maritimes writes in on the 902 line and says, move the Argos to the Maritimes. That could happen. Where are they going to play, Lee? You just heard the mayor of Halifax say we're not building a stadium. Well, they could play out of Acadia and still have more fans than they do at BMO. Yeah, see, that's why we keep him around. He's a smart guy. Regarding our poll question for Cap, yeah, our poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, do you care how your head coach dresses on the sidelines? Ward in Winnipeg writes in, he says, hi guys, put me down as a no. Nothing wrong with O'Shea wearing a Bombers shirt, shorts, ball cap. Everybody's out to get the Bombers. Got to find something to pick on them, I guess. Go Blue! Free ice cream vouchers being handed out tonight along with $5 hot do- $5 beers, $3 hot dogs. Can't wait. Go Blue. Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the marquee franchise in the CFL. Deal or no deal? I'll say uh, deal right now. You got to say deal. Oh, right now? Yeah. Jeff Fairway just showed up, Ryder Hall of Famer. He's always got the hot takes. Did you bring some, Jeff? Yeah, he's got it. He's ready to go. Absolutely. Jeff Fairholm an hour two. Oh, well, I get a word about taco time. What do you got to... We had 90 seconds. What do you got to say, Lee, about the weekend? Where's your focus this weekend? Uh, maybe a little stampeding. I'm going to go down and see the Chucks. Tonight? No, on the weekend, right? So. Well, I guess you're going to have to go Sunday because Arnie, ja- Arnie Jackson was here uh, yesterday I saying they don't that. have Chucks on Saturday anymore. And he, he got... He's explaining what a rotten decision it is. He's like, that would be like having a regular season, but no this. I'm like, I, I don't know, Arnie. Just tell me what's on. Yeah, yeah I'm, going, I'm going to Chucks on Sunday. So. I'll see you down there. Yeah. Championship Sunday. And by the way, I want to thank the Calgary Stampede and Kristen and the crew over there for taking care of me. They said, Rod, we're going to get you a pass so you can go anywhere you want. Thank and you, you have been. And I, and I, of course, that's I'm, what I do. I'm surprised I haven't seen you riding one of those sheep. Not yet. How about that? Hey, that is viewer takeover for Taco Time. Real food, real value, real flavor. Taco Time with over 120 locations across Canada. There's always one near you. Lee, go find some sheep. We'll see you in an hour or two. All right. Uh, Jeff Fairholm, Hall of Famer, coming up. We're live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino Stage Bar. And it's a Flame Tech Football Friday on Game Plus TV and live streaming on YouTube. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.